every time you get a chance to witness this scene, you feel lucky. Nothing like it. Man, this is what it's all about. This is what college football is all about. I've, I've said this is the best scene in the country. I love and appreciate you guys. Understand this. We didn't get here without every single person in this room. We got here together. Let's finish this thing together. Everybody got me? Let's go through this thing. Welcome to Whiteout Weekly, covering everything Penn State football. It was a weird year last year, Dave, with limited to no fans in the stadium. Kind of felt like some scrimmages were happening. All conferences were in play. Some people were opting out. Didn't really feel like a real year, but now we're back in business. Fans are going to be in attendance. Feels like college football's kicking into full gear. How are you feeling about the season? Most important thing was that last piece. Fans are back. Traditions are back. The whiteout is back. It's going to be a really, really good year. Much different. I think you're right last year off and, you know, ready to kick this year into gear. Speaking of last year, yeah, we started 0-5 and then ripped off those four wins. Somehow we're ranked number 19 in the AP poll. And then I think we're number 20 in the coaches poll after being 4-5 and five in the conference last year. But – Got to think out and, and do uh, consideration. But let's uh, let's break the roster down right away. We're starting from the top. I think coaching is obviously most important in college football. Um, we got a new OC, Mike Yurchik, big A-rig guy. If you want to uh, give us a little more about him. Yeah, Yurchik has had a very you know successful career recently yeah. at Texas. Uh, Oklahoma State, Ohio State, to name the few. Coach Justin Fields, Mason Rudolph, a lot of explosive plays, which should give us a little bit, you know, more of a familiar taste like we had with Moorhead in that Big Ten title year. Uh, you know, so excited to see how Clifford adapts to the new offense. You know, Clifford is a fast; he's got some wheels. We're clocked in at a, about a four or five forty, so people might forget that that he's pretty fast. Uh, but, you know, really looking forward to see, you know, what the, the on-field product that we'll see this weekend. Uh, I think they made some announcements this week uh, with who's going to be in the booth and who on the field. So Yurisich said he will be on the field. Um, he was a firm believer in that direct contact, not only with Franklin, uh, but with his guy. Uh, so with Sean. So, you know, hoping to see some things right out the gate, you know, should be a big difference from last year with Kirk Sharaka. Um, you know, found ourselves in November, December. I know I was banging my head against the wall with 70 QB draws a game. Absurd. You know, excited to see, you know, that that 43 points per game, that 8.3 yards per carry that Yurisich has been averaging, you know, since 2013. So I think big things in store. Yeah, I mean, he's I think he's averaged above 40 points per game. I mean, it's big 12, but he's averaged 40 points per game in every single offense that he's touched. But I think the big thing for me is Clifford, just with his turnovers, those have absolutely killed us. He has to stay better and care of the ball. But those turnovers absolutely killed us early in the season. They just completely got us out of the season. Yeah, so, I think you saw it. I think you saw it in the Iowa game last year, you know, where the first couple drives, you know, I think everyone tuning into that game saw that he was shitting himself. So, uh, 
you know, got to, you know, starting off with a tough test in Madison in Camp Randall, full house, you know, they'll be jumping around. Uh, but, you know, so he's definitely got to shake that turnover. Turnover is going to be critical. You got an inexperienced D line, which we'll get into um, that, pressure on the other team, but yeah, he's got to take care of the ball. Camp Randall's a huge factor going into there. And then our protection always, always a big thing in big 10. We have three returning offensive starters, right? Three returners, yeah. We have Rashid, uh, Rashid Walker, Retro Jr., 6'6", 320. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Miranda, who moved, right, from left guard. Yeah, he's filling in uh, behind Mike Mennett, uh, who's off to the NFL. Actually, just got cut by the cards today, which sucks. Uh, but oh, yeah, Mike filling in for Mike Mennett. Uh, but, yeah, and then you got Juice Scruggs uh, in there, right guard, kind of holding down the fort. Uh, came out this week, announced that they're not going to be releasing pregame depth charts this year, uh, which is seems a bit odd. Uh, but you know, from what I gather, it sounded like Franklin made it sound like the local media knows who's going to be getting the snap. So I think that left guard is still the key position battle, uh, especially heading into week one. But all indications are that Eric Wilson, uh, the transfer from Harvard, and Anthony Wigan, um, who really surprised a lot of people. Uh, not only in spring ball, but also in fall camp, uh, kind of made it sound like those two guys were going to be rotating uh, at that left guard spot this year, or then, at least in week one. And then right tackle, Caden Wallace, right? But yeah, a retro Caden freshman, 6'5". Yeah, a lot, lot of folks saying he could be the best best lineman we've had in a while. And, you know, from looking at from an NFL translation perspective, you know, prominent Penn State lineman. I think you got to go back to maybe Levi Brown. You know, you got Donovan Smith, who's in yeah. there with the Bucks right now, uh, but not a whole lot. lot. But um, yeah, it's some, been a while. Some interior, but, some interior linemen have, have popped up. Yeah, but, um, yeah, for sure. Sticking with the offense, but we'll go with some of the weapons that Clifford has to work with. Um, let's go with one impact player and one kind of like breakout player that we both have on offense. Um, going into 2021 so i'll give you the honor of going first yeah um so i think for me i think you got to look at the wide receiver position i think you're you're set definitely on the outside with Jahan dotson you know the year he had last year uh finished just shy of a thousand yards so you know he's gonna be getting a lot of attention this year a lot of superstar type plays uh but i think really the the eyes you're looking at that number three spot um i know you'll touch on you know parker a little bit but I'm looking at Keandre Lambert Smith freshman last year, uh, only about 15 catches. Um, but you know, big body, big frame. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that have been, you know, speculated at that third spot. You got him, you got Cam Sullivan Brown. Um, but I think I'm looking really looking forward to Keandre Lambert Smith, you know, stepping up here, you know, starting in week one, especially in that new offense. I mean, I really hope that's just like a completely dynamic offense, but like you said, um, I'm actually going to go to my, impact player parker washington true freshman last season he's a good not great route runner but just always finds a way to get open and he's so slippery in the open field um he's got very secure hands and i think he's going to have a lot of attention based on the way john dawson's been playing so i think he's going to get the ball a lot and i think he's going to be a key 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 component to this offense in 2021 yeah, I think you're you're probably looking at two guys probably finishing the top ten in the Big Ten in catches for sure. So Keandre was your breakout. Yep, Keandre. Um, and then you know I'll add one more to that. Theo Johnson, 
And I think, you know, you look at the tight end yeah. group, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks saying it could be the best group that Franklin's had um, and the best group that, you know, Penn State's had in a while. I think you look at last year, you know, Pat Fryermuth off to the NFL with the Steelers, you know, thinking how are you going to replace that? But I think they got three guys, you know, that could really step in, you know, at any time and kind of really step up. Brenton Strange, 6'3", 250. You know, he's a big dude. Had some live game reps last year, had a couple touchdowns. But I think Theo Johnson, uh, true true sophomore uh, from Canada, is an athletic freak. Uh, I think he's up in the Lash building with at least a 4 five forty. Um, So, you know, yeah. I really look forward to Theo, you know, kind of stepping out in a lot of those two tight end sets um, and kind of acting like the wide, you know, as a third wide receiver. He was close to my 1B. We're, we've, like, really become, like, tight end you almost. We've had so we've, had Jasicki, you've had so many good products come out of Jesse James, you know, Jesse still James. kicking in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. Some great products come out of there. Um so my breakout is kind of going with towards yours. It's gonna be a little bit of a uh, a unit breakout, if you will. That's kind of breaking the rules, but it's gonna be the running backs. I think Franklin's best seasons are when we have dynamic running backs. Obviously, Saquon and Miles are different breeds. But if we have no Kane and uh, love it, the grad transfer from Baylor, having a nice one-two punch where Kane could be the elusive component and then love it could be the one-cut back, I think that can add a whole other dynamic to the offense that not only is Yurchich uh, going to bring um, passing-wise, mm-hmm. but we need that run game to open it up. Yeah, I mean, all indications are that Noah Kane's healthy, ready to go, and in the best shape that he's been in. So, you know, but I think you got a really, really solid group, probably the least talked about group in the country. Really? Uh, and, but like, probably one of, the best, one of the best, one of the best running back rooms. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it says a lot that Lovett decided to transfer here. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from, coming from Baylor, came into a situation where he knew he was going to have to work for reps. Um, but I think you look at, you know, a Miles Sanders, who's now with the Eagles, uh, you know, he waited his turn behind Barkley. So, you know, they're starting, recruits are starting to understand the program that we have here, you know, with, with the long boys and they're, they want to get in line and, you know, get their shot. Yeah. It's not quite that, not quite the Alabama level, but it's kind of like, you know, everyone waits their turn and then eventually. Yeah. You're going to sure. So let's move on to the defense where things are kind of mismatched from Penn State normality where our secondary is kind of our strength and our defensive line is kind of our weakness. We have one returning defensive lineman come back, Mustafer, uh, defensive tackle. He'll be coming back. Um, other than that, I'm super worried about getting pressure um, on Wisconsin, especially because the line is just freaks. I think they're, I'm pretty sure they're all seniors or all at least yeah. juniors or seniors. So that's going to yeah, be, they know, they know how to breed those O linemen for sure. So let's go with your, uh, your impact player on defense. So impact player, uh, really looking for, I think Brandon Smith's getting a lot of the attention at the linebacker spot, you know, and right, righteously. So, um, but I'm really looking at Curtis Jacobs at that Sam spot, mm-hmm. former five-star recruit, um, you know, got some live game action last year, you know, due to some injuries, was able to step in, but he's kind of solidified that spot down, um, you know, so really looking forward to see him making some plays out there, you know, at that same spot, able to kind of drop back in coverage while also helping in the run. But um, I think Curtis Jacobs for sure. Um, and then Arnold uh, Ebikete, uh nicknamed AK, 
so transfer coming over from Temple. I think you know, think you know that pronunciation. <laughs> Practice the one a little bit. Uh, but AK, you know, second team all AAC last year, um, getting kind of thrusted in the role mm-hmm. uh, with Adisa Isaac being announced out for the year. He was kind of kind of sought after to fill that spot, you know, left behind by Shaka Tony and Jason Owe, you know, we're off to the NFL. Um, but, you know, a lot, hearing a lot of good things in camp um with him you know ready to take on that role and you know really produce for us so yeah two guys who hopefully are going to step up and last year was kind of uh going back to your curtis jacobs comment was kind of a gift and a curve because we were it was a covid year we were starting a lot of younger players but we got to see them in certain roles and certain opportunities that we otherwise wouldn't be able to see so i definitely agree that curtis jacobs has got to watch um, for me, mine's kind of obvious. It's the one of the senior leaders of the defense, Jaquan Brisker. I think he's the heart and soul of that secondary, which is the strongest unit of the team. And um, I think he's the heart and soul of the team, to be honest. Um, some stats on him. He led the team last year with six pass breakups and was third in tackles um, as his first year as a boundary safety, which is the strong safety he plays like towards the sideline on the weak side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's in for a humongous year and sticking with the secondary theme, my breakout player is a true freshman, Kalen King, who yeah. actually enrolled back in January with his twin brother, uh, Kobe King, right? Yep. Yeah. Kobe King linebacker, I think. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Or linebacker rather. Yeah, yeah. So they're both there. Uh, but Kalen is an absolute freak. They're both in Detroit. Kalen's 5'11", 183 D-back, four-star recruit uh, by 24-7 Sports. And James Franklin called him probably the most advanced freshman we've ever had since I've been here. Um, He's been grinding practice, intercepting balls left and right. And I think we could see him carve out a role potentially like early season and get on the field a lot and make some crucial plays for that defense. Yeah, all, all indications that he's going to get on the field, you know, whether he's, you know, next in line after Porter and, you know, Castro Fields, but, you know, all indications that he's going to, he's going to make some plays for us. So let's get into the first game, huge one against Wisconsin. So Wisconsin <laughs> was ranked in the uh, AP poll. They were number 12, and then the coaches poll, they were number 15, which was little awkward we'll give them yeah. 13 yeah let's put the difference so we got number 19 versus number 13 first game of the season uh graham mertz had a phenomenal beginning of last season and then yeah. injury happened injury happened right covid and then injury i think covid and then injury okay yeah um my biggest worry is they're all senior offensive line versus our defensive line who has some playmakers but is very inexperienced and as you mentioned going into camp randall so yeah. right now i think the line is stuck at plus uh penn state plus four and a half yeah i think most books i've seen four and a half okay so i think we're both on the same side um penn state plus four and a half i've kind of go, gone over my key to the game just the that offensive line versus our defensive line. We have to create some kind of pressure or else we're just going to run it down our throat basically all game. Yeah. Um, what do you see as your key to that key to the game? I think the key to the game is going to be really limiting the turnovers. 
you know, you're starting off in a hostile environment, um, you know, whereas Wisconsin, typically, you know, they're going to pound it down your throat, you know, with the run game. Um, I think they look to probably uh, start off how they did last year, you know, with the air raid attack, you know, with letting Mertz kind of sling the ball around. He's got a couple, you know, good targets. He's got Ferguson at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they look to continue that success that they had last year. Um, so it's really going to be a big test for the secondary as well, you know, with all the hype that they've been getting, you know, be able to kind of, you know, shut down that air attack right away. Um, you know, uh, yeah, but I think really limit, limiting the turnovers, limiting the short field, uh, you know, lengthening some drives to keep that defense off the field, really kind of see what you got on offense. Um, kind of playing for sure. Kind of playing in their, their game almost like Wisconsin football, controlling, controlling the clock, all that kind of shit. Yeah, what you don't want to see is, you know, Clifford throwing a couple picks, you know, Wisconsin just taking an advantage. And then, you know, that's the ball game, you know, looking at 21-13, you know, whatever it could turn out to be. So, you know, got to keep the that, ball got to keep the ball in your hands. If I see that, my remote will be through my TV so quickly. <laughs> All oh, right, man. so we both are on plus four and a half. I honestly thought that Penn State plus a field goal was just the, the move there. But it's kind of yeah. weird that – Camp Randall is going to be fucking rocking. They are going to be out of their minds. It's it almost seems like a toss up game, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think with the noon eleven a.m. local time noon kickoff, you hope you know the crowd's a little sluggish, you know, and not as into it. You know, mm-hmm. I know you know as well as I know, noon games at Penn State were you know tough to crawl over to Beaver Stadium for. And I was going to say, first game of two years for some of these kids, so yeah. they might be going a little right. hard, might not be able to make the game. Yeah, so I had this as a win. Going in Camp Randall, win of the game. What about you? I think this game's going to tell a lot about the way the season's going to go. You know, mm-hmm. I think all indications are that we have the most athletic, you know, and biggest, strongest team that they've had, especially in Franklin's eight years. Um, so it's, you know, put up or shut up time. So I'm, I'm sprinkling that money line for sure. Let's go. All <laughs> right. Go. So let's just, let's jump uh, right into our, go through the schedule. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Let's so do we- it. So you both have, uh, sorry, got lost here in my my notes. So you both have Wisconsin W. W. All right. Next week, Ball State W. W. Yeah, I think early lines looking like Penn State minus fourteen. Couple getting a couple scores there, but I think they they handle business, especially at home. I I hate taking Penn State with big lines. It always <laughs> yeah. it's it's one of the worst. <laughs> Penn State at home versus Auburn. So this one near and dear to the heart because I will be in the stands for that game. Wow. Uh, so I think it's going to be a whiteout, to be honest. I think it might have two this year. I, th- I think they might have. I think they said that it's that should be the whiteout game. Uh, early line looking like Penn State minus three. I think I've seen a field goal in some books. Okay. I think Penn State takes care of business. I think Auburn's on a slight downturn year. Uh, I think their over-under is about six or seven for the year. I think Penn State takes care of that game. I agree with everything you just said. Penn State win. You can tell that we're Penn State homers here. <laughs> so you got them starting off 3-0. Then we got a vicious opponent, September 25th, Villanova coming to Beaver Stadium. How do you think that one's going to go? Basketball, probably a different story. Football, of course. You know, I, think, I think they cover that spread, you know, whatever it may be. It's probably about four touchdowns or so. Uh, but I think I think you see the Nets start off four now. All right, moving on. Indiana at home. Revenge game. I think that's still that image is still in my head from last year. You know, Penix reaching for the 
reaching for the pylon. I yes. think Indiana, they're on the up. You know, Tom Allen's got a good group there. Um, sure. I think I think Penn State takes care of business there, though, in that revenge game. I think a lot of folk, a lot of players still in the team room have that bad taste in their mouth. For sure, I think that's going to be one of those games where the spread's going to be a lot closer than the outcome of the game. So, chalk one up for Penn State again. <laughs> So we're uh, <laughs> we're up to one, two, three, four, starting off five and zero. Oh. Uh, big game October 9th at Iowa. These are always, always, always tough games, no matter what year it is. Um, yeah, I Kinnick, always just Kinnick in October is not friendly. Yeah, I always just pencil in Iowa in Iowa as a loss. I don't know why. Um but convince me that it's not going to be a loss this year. I think you got to, there's a lot of time, you know, between the beginning of the season and that. So I think you're going to see a lot of positions, a lot of key position battles solidify themselves. You know, you'll see some younger guys get some key time, um, you know, but I think if we're, if we're going with our gut and we think that this offense is going to be what it should be, what we imagine will be with your you know, I, th- I think they take care of business in Iowa. Um, I think they win big. All right. I'm going to have to go. Uh, they're going to win big. All right, never mind. <laughs> Mark me down. If you said they're running close, then I might have to take the other side. But win big, go give me Iowa. Or give me uh, Penn State, excuse me. Okay. Next one, I think we can both agree. Uh, at home, Illinois win. Yeah, Illinois, uh, you know, handled Nebraska. That's another firestorm. But I think I think we're in a good spot there. All right, so we're rocking at 7-0. and oh. Headed into October 30th at Ohio State. At Columbus, at the shoe. Tough yeah. place to play, tough team. I've seen one too many of these games just go so, so poorly that it's impossible for me to predict a, a victory here. It's impossible. I think even if Clifford is okay and has a good year, I don't know that he's the different enough of a difference maker in that role to get you the win at Ohio State. So I think early, early lines, probably about 12 and a half, 13. Um, obviously, that'll, obviously that'll change, you know, as the season goes on. Ohio State's got a brand new quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Um, you know, so they got a lot to prove, but they got two studs at wide out, Olave and Wilson. Uh, Olave is so good. State, I don't know that they get it done at the shoe this year. All right. So we're both in agreement that, yeah, I think that will be a loss. Next game. At Maryland. Another revenge game uh, last year. You know, mm-hmm. last year there's a lot of these with those five in a row. Um, I, I think that, I think they turn around this year. I think after a slip up at Ohio State, you know, I know this one's on the road again, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's in, in College Park. Um, it, uh, yes, it, yeah, it's in Maryland. I, I think they rebound nicely uh, and, and take care of business at, at Maryland. I have I have controversial take uh, controversial take. I think that Maryland has well they have uh, two his younger brother Talia, but I think they have so much talent under like underdeveloped talent, not underdeveloped hidden talent basically yeah. on that roster that they could make a run this year. And I actually have us losing that game. Ooh, after, two in a row. Okay, after a brutal Ohio State game, I think yeah, I don't think we're gonna have it coming. Oh man, I gotta get my heart ready for that. Unfortunately, that's my big, yeah, that's my big, because otherwise I just haven't gotten undefeated. But that's my big, <laughs> I think, trap There's no game. fun in that. Trap yeah. game of the season. <laughs> uh, next up, Michigan. 
Michigan at home. Uh, you know, potential whiteout. I think I've heard student whiteout for this game. Uh, you know, Harbaugh, some say it could be his, you know, make or break season, although you think every season's that way for him. He's uh, the coach. I'm taking Penn State. Yeah. Civil's yeah. I think, I think Penn State has played well against Michigan over the last couple of years, especially at home. I think, I think they take care of this one. Yeah. Marking that, that'll be it. Uh, Rutgers, who actually has a pretty decent team this year. They have, I think they're returning, it's Shiano's fifth year there. So they're returning 19 of the 22 starters. So they could actually yeah. be a tough team. Um, I think we'll win, but I think it's, yeah, it's at, Penn, it's at University Park. So I think we will win, but I think it'll be a much, much tougher game than I expect. Yeah. AKA take Rutgers plus whatever the points are. When that yeah, happens. for sure. You know, the rivalry that all Rutgers fans want to have with us, you know, that doesn't truly exist there. But Shiano, you know, he's, he's back home. You know, he's building a good program there, a good foundation. But I think, I think, like you said, the difference is it's, it's in Beaver Stadium. So I think they, they handle that one. Yeah, um, I think actually speaking of rivalries, our rival, rival should be Maryland. Why not? It's yeah, you know I don't think you got enough in the bag against Ohio State. You know to consider them your rival, Michigan. Yeah, you know Michigan's recent tough. recent history, you know proves otherwise. But you know as a tougher matchup, you know, uh, you know I think Maryland for sure is closer. Yeah, same recruiting hotbed. Like yeah. We had the, I think, I forget what year it was, but the uh, Maryland players think that didn't shake their hands when they met at midfield. Yeah. So I, would, yeah. I would love like that. You, I would love like that. Like you said, Franklin goes into their backyard to steal their recruits. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I would love that. So, then last game we got at Michigan State, November 27th. Ooh. Last one. Land, battle for the land grant. Uh, you know, Mel Tucker, he's building a good program there. Uh, I think they still got a little bit ways to go. I think Penn State uh, on the road, which is a little tough. You know, we've had some scares, you know, especially as of late and especially at Michigan State. But I think they finished the year strong and took care of that one. Yeah, I think they're definitely – their program is just in complete rebuild mode. So, I think this will be a down year for them and sort yeah. of an easy way to end the season going to a bowl season for Penn State. So I have Penn State losing two games, one to Maryland, unfortunately, one to Ohio State. You have them losing one game to Ohio State, make them 11 and one, which means they could go to the Big Ten Championship if Ohio State loses one game. So looking at Ohio State's schedule, what would that one, maybe two trap games be? So I think you're looking at, you look at week two. Uh, you got Oregon Ducks coming coming to Columbus. Uh, I don't know that Oregon's got enough quarterback play. They got, I think Anthony Brown is the yes. slotted as the starter, but I don't know that they got enough in week two to take care of business at the shoe. They've so very, then very really you're looking at, one, yeah, you're looking at Rutgers home against Maryland. I think next you'd look at at Indiana. As a possibility, Indiana's played them tough. They played them tough last year, you know, when Indiana was on the up. Mm-hmm. So you're looking there. And then really your last hope is, you know, uh, you're looking at the last week of the year. And in Ann Arbor, right now, 11 a.m. local time kickoff. Um, so really it's Indiana or Michigan where they're going to slip up. Because I think, I think they take care of Oregon pretty handily. 
Yeah, they could. I just see Oregon's defense. I mean, obviously, Ohio State's going to have an awesome offensive line, but Oregon's defensive line could bring the pressure that completely rattles Stroud, that where he's kind of getting in his head first starting college you know what i mean yeah so, yeah they got they got thibodeau who's they, you know projected top five in the draft yeah. year, so he could so that could be the mix up right there mm-hmm. all right so this season me and dave the croatian bear baron are going to go head to head in big 10 football betting each week we pick one game containing one big 10 team you don't have to pick the big 10 team it just has to involve a big 10 team and at the end of the season we're going to tally it up if you pick a spread win you get one point if you lose in that spread win, minus one point. If you pick a money line and it wins, you get three points. If it loses, minus one point. If you pick a money line win that is an underdog of over 10 points, you get an eight-point win. It's a big incentive there. Uh, we're going to go week one. Dave, you can kick it off. So I'll kick us off. I got Michigan. I think they they kick off this Harbaugh campaign on a strong note. Uh, So they got in-state foe Western Michigan at home. Uh, Most books I've looked at, it looks like Michigan's minus 17. Um, I think they start the year off strong. I think they they, cover. I got got Michigan minus 17. Lock it in. Uh, By the way, we are recording this on Tuesday, August 31st. So that's where the lines are coming from. Yep. So you got Michigan minus 17 there. I'll start out with a game that's going to be on Thursday night, primetime Big Ten football. Rutgers, minus 14 and a half over, or not Big Ten football, sorry, over (laughs) Temple. Um, Temple is in shambles. Shiano, fifth year, nine of 22 returning starters. I think he's going to start the year off hot. They're going to scramble them. Boom, take them all day. Rutgers, minus 14 and a half. Scarlet Knights, baby. Uh, you're up next. All right. So I am going to go with the Hawkeyes from Iowa. Uh, right. So we got I think they put a halt right away to the, uh, to the Indiana hype and the Tom Allen train. Uh, so I got Iowa plus three. I was looking at that. Uh, I game. think looking at worst case, I'm looking at a push, you know, plus with an three? Indiana late field goal. But I got Iowa plus three in Kinnick. Where are you seeing plus three? I see, I see minus three. Ah, shit, you're right. So, I will edit that. <laughs> Iowa minus three? No, no, no. Iowa minus three. All right. Iowa minus three. All right. There you go. Book it. Iowa minus Book three. It. I got to keep you on your toes. Can't, can't catch anything by me. Or slide <laughs> anything by me. Um, all right. So, minus game. I'm going to go with a team we talked about during the podcast. They are playing, I think, on Saturday. Yeah, they're Saturday midday. They're um, team we talked about, Maryland. Tolly tagged by Loa, the quarterback. I think they have very underrated talent there. They're playing West Virginia, who's a Big 12 team, no defense. They're going to put a lot up a lot of points. The spread there is West Virginia minus three. So I'm going to go ahead and take Maryland money line. That's Ooh. my second pick. All right, lock it in. I might tell you on that one. Uh, in this or in real life? In real life. All right, all right. <laughs> so, so far, we've got none of the same picks. Down to the third right. one. Here we go. 
I'll keep it that way. I'm going to keep rolling with the Brett Bielema train and champagne. So I'm taking the Illini minus five and a half. All against right. TSA, University of Texas, San Antonio. So I think Illinois, they're down to their second string QB, uh, Art Sikowski, transfer from Rutgers. Uh, but I, I think they keep that train rolling, and the Bielema era starts off 2 0. There you had the game, right? Illinois? Yeah, it took out uh, Scott Frost in Nebraska. Yeah. And they're playing minus five and a half. That's kind of a suspect spread. Might be a trap. It seems sus, but I'm, I'm going to roll with it. Um, so we also talked about this during the pod. Um, Michigan State just in a complete flux. Um, I think they're in a complete rebuild year. Um, they're at Northwestern to kick off the year. I think Pat Fitzgerald's going to have that team fired up. Northwestern's minus three, so I'm taking Northwestern, Northwestern minus three spread. I like that pick. So all different picks. It could be a huge separation week one in the standings mm-hmm. already. Separate the men from the boys. Week one, right away. Baptism by fire. <laughs> all right, that's it for Big Ten betting from Whiteout Weekly. We will see you next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and tuning in to Whiteout Weekly. We will be back every week with more Penn State news and information. And once again, I cannot thank you enough for spending your time with us. Luigi, signing out. See you guys.